Hello and welcome to the Racing Pod Blast as we take a quick fire look at the weekend's racing stats from a uh, stats and trends viewpoint with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. Hi Ben, how's your week been? Yeah, not bad, Tone. Uh, full wets for a couple of dog walks, so I think we're definitely deep in national hunt weather now by looks of things. Yeah, you've been <laughs> definitely. Good week? Yes, yeah, very good week. Good week on uh, on the old uh, radio show, which is uh, available 5am till 7am. Lots of racing news on there, uh, on Epic Radio. So yeah, good stuff, good stuff. But uh, enough about our week. Time to uh, tuck in. This is a racing pod blast. We need to get through it. It's time to tuck into the latest episode. We start this week, as always, with our look at the main action. And uh, we're tackling the Haydock Betfair Chase card. The highlight being, of course, the Betfair Chase itself off at 3 o'clock live on ITV. Then we take our usual detour for our top, middle and bottom football, Trixie. Hope you're all still counting your money from last week, uh, which is a bit of a twist this week. And then we close the pod blast with our best of the rest section for the remainder of Saturday's racing. Okay, off we go. First race we're covering at Haydock is the 2.25, the Stayers Handicap Hurdle. And uh, Ben, do you want to start us off? Yep, yep, Slayers Handicap Hurdle. Uh, bit of a tough race, I thought, to get a, a grip on with regards to race trends. Nothing concrete on that score for me, but I would give a positive to horses that had run within the past 42 days in a handicap, finishing in the top three on that run, and were yet to win at Class 1 level, so a bit of an unexposed type. Uh, nine of the last 13 winners fitted that loose sort of angle, uh, by my calculations, I would say four would meet that angle this year. Run for Oscar, Wakul, Peking Rose and Ailey Rose. Uh, Run for Oscar, fascinating one from the head of the market. Comes here off the back of winning the Cheserwich in Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle, Newmarket last time out. Uh, should handle these conditions well enough. Wakul, he's a bit of a winning machine, to be fair. Handles cut underfoot. Looks a thudder stare. Can he defy another hike in the handicap, though? That's, that's not going to be easy for him. A peaking Rose is maybe the most interesting for me from that rough and ready shortlist. Uh, being by passing glance, the step up to three mile for the first time, shoots suit. Got some decent form on his CV from last season. I would think there's more to come from out these longer trips. I would hope so, anyway. Um, and Fergal O'Brien hurdlers on second start of a wind up. They also return some tasty stats as well. I stuck that angle up on the free blog a couple of weeks ago. So I think Peking Rose is an interesting one for me at the prices. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I'm uh, with uh, Wakul here uh, in the 225 at Haydock, uh, currently priced around 12 to 1, winner in a Perth Class 4 handicap hurdle in May 2021 on soft ground and secured a victory in on similar conditions at Air in January uh, over three miles in a Class 2 contest, beating eight rivals by six lengths. Uh, Wakul has an imperious record over three miles, winning five of his seven starts over the trip. Hitting the frame on the other two occasions, the Nick Alexander-trained six-year-old is five from six when racing on good to soft or soft, uh, racing between three mile and three mile one furlong. Uh, yes, he is up in uh, up in the uh, in the weights and up in the ratings, 
But uh, I do think he'll give a, a good shot at this uh, Wakul at uh, 12 to 1. So uh, with a couple of firms paying four places, in fact, one of them is paying five places, but it's only 10 to 1. But uh, a couple of firms paying four places, and I think he's a, a good each-way shout at 12 to 1. Wakul. Uh, we've got the uh, the three o'clock, the uh, Bedfair Chase. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, Ben, I've got little or no interest in this. Uh, we've got uh, Aplutard uh, at the head of the market, of course, for Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead, four to seven at the moment, at the time of recording. Protectorat for the Skeletons at three to one. Bristol Demide, 15 to two. El Dorado Allen at 28 to one. Frode on the outside. Frode on the outsider. Uh, at 33 to one for Paul Nichols and, of course, the Mount of Briny Frost. Uh, I will possibly have a very small sporting stab at uh, Bristol Demai here, given his record in the race, his record at Haydock and his record on the ground. Uh, nothing, just a watching brief for me. See how A. Plutard uh, uh, fares on his, uh, on her, on his um, uh, seasonal debut. It'll be quite interesting race to watch, really, to be honest, and see if uh, protect, Protectorat can uh, improve on his, uh, his third in the Gold Cup at Cheltenham and uh, an appalling run <laughs> in the... Uh, a Betfair ball, or the Betway ball, uh, at Aintree on his uh, on his final appearance. Uh, it's all all question marks for me here, Ben. Your thoughts on the uh, Betfair chase? Yeah, usual small field affair. Funnily enough, never ever been a double figured field renewal of the race. Only two of the seventeen run-ins of the race has seen more than seven runners, and I think that's a shame because it is a it's a damn valuable pot for people to shoot for. I don't know the answer to make it more appealing but you'd, you'd like to see more going for it with such a big prize pool um, I'd be surprised if this is more than a wide margin romp for a Plutard I've no real interest like you in getting involved in the race from a betting perspective uh, interesting to see if Protectorat improves again with with a wind up as well Bristol Demai I think we'd all love to see him do it again Eldorado Allen not sure he's a grade one player Frodon What's his chances to ping away off the front end and hope nobody catches him, probably? But no, from a betting perspective, I will be sitting and watching, I think. Um, 3.35, the next one, Betfair Exchange, three mile, one and a half furlong handicap chase. A bit more interesting, I would say. Uh, 15 previous renewals of the race. A couple of interesting trends to work with. Um, all of the last 15 winners had no more than 14 chase starts and finished first or second on one of their last three starts. Now, those two trends will chop the field down quite a bit. Uh, one that does meet those trends is the Henry Daly trained rapper. Uh, he all have needed a seasonal debut effort last time I asked Scott, and he does meet with his prime conditions here. When Rapper races over 2 mile 5 or further at Class 2 level and below and returns within 4 to 5 days of his last run, he is 4 wins and 2 places from 7 starts. In fact, he's never been out of the first 2 under those conditions Conditions he gets here. Uh, handles cut underfoot, has stamina to burn, and I think he's an interesting player in this. Rapper from Henry Dalyard, who are in decent enough form. Also, quite like good boy Bobby, doesn't quite meet the trends I mentioned, but he does run well under these conditions. Uh, in October to January, on left-handed tracks, 
He is six wins and five placed efforts from 11 starts. Uh, also back down to his last win in handicap mark. So he is of potential interest as well, a decent price. But to be honest, I think there's there's probably a few you could give chances to in all honesty. Likely favourite Houston, Texas. He's he's an obvious sort, unexposed in form on the up. No surprise if he goes close. But for me, uh, a rapper and good boy Bobby are the two that interest me just now at the prices, Tony. Yeah, Houston, Texas for me. Nicky Richards trained Houston, Texas has won his uh, last three starts since February. All three wins have come at Carlisle, all on soft ground. Uh, the latest victory came on seasonal debut last month over a similar trip in a Class 3 handicap chase off a £6 lower mark. Uh, yeah, I do like uh, Houston, Texas. The eight-year-old is by Dylan Thomas, whose progeny include good to soft and soft ground winners Fern Hill, complete unknown, and the 159-rated Nutswell. He's getting on a little bit on in years now, Nutswell, but he, uh, he did like the good to soft and soft ground. So, yeah, I'm going with the favourite here, Ben, Houston, Texas. I can uh, see the appeal. I can see the appeal. Yeah. And uh, nuts, nuts well, or as my wife calls him, nuts swell. <laughs> no, sorry, nut swell. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that on everyone's heads. Anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, the no. mind boggles, the mind boggles. Yeah, that's the yes. 3.35 at Haydock, and uh, those are the main ITV races for Haydock covered. Uh, four other races on the card as well. Anything else of interest for the meeting, Ben? Yeah, um, Albert's back uh, in the handicap hurdle at 1.15 of potential interest to me. Uh, I have prime conditions for him as hurdle races over two-mile three furlongs or less in November and December. In those conditions, he is an unbeaten four from four. Gets those conditions here, obviously. Uh, would like to have seen Brian Hughes be in the saddle as he has ridden him to all four wins, but I suppose Harry Cobden is uh, an able enough deputy. So, yeah, I like Albert's back in the one fifteen. Anything for you, Tony? Yeah, 12.40 at Haydock. I do like uh, no cruise yet for the Englands. Uh, another multiple or dual winner at uh, Carlisle, February and March, and uh, then won again. Uh, or rather, uh, he was um, beaten a short head on seasonal debut last month at Carlisle uh, over 26 furlongs, uh, three miles, two furlongs, on uh, good to soft ground, uh, finishing second to three, well ahead of the uh, well-fancied um, third uh, Lucinda Russell horse that day. So, yet uh, another each way for me in the 12.20, uh, 12.40 at Haydock. No cruise yet for the Englands at around 11 to 1. And then Good we're stuff. on to... Uh, oh, it's this time. Are you ready, everyone? It's this time. Get the flags out. Get the flags out. Here we go. <laughs> Right, top, middle, and bottom. It's just for fun. A lot of that fun <laughs> paid off in absolute spades last week. Ben, would you like to explain? Well, last week, <laughs> what happened there? Both of us landed our Trixies. Ben, myself, I returned 52.32 points. Fantastic. Profit. What's going on there? Um, Fantastic. Tony, 20.7 points profit yeah also awesome i mean so between us 70 over 
was for the day, the seventy-three points profit. What's going on, Tony? It's maybe a racing pod blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, if, if these come in this week, and we we think we've found a Rick as well, if these come in this week, um, it's going to be the football pod blast uh, with just a little bit of racing. Only kidding. Only kidding. <laughs> for the definitely, racing fans, yeah. uh, the, who's going first the, this week, Ben? Me or you? Um, I'll let you go, but we'll say so. This week we're going no yes. Premiership for us, no nope. World Cup, so on. Obviously, so I made the brilliant suggestion of taking a crack at the Scottish leagues, the three <laughs> lower leagues, one team to win from each of the Championship, the first division, and the second division. So, Lovely. Tony, I'll, I'll let you go first. Yeah, after, after some intensive studying, absolutely yep. intensive, uh, Wednesday night through into Thursday, through into this morning burning the candle at both ends. Uh, From the Championship, Wraith Rovers, uh, Queen's Park rather, to beat Wraith Rovers. Wraith don't score a lot of goals, so I'm hoping um, that they might concede a few to Queen's Park, who are 23-10. Queen's Park in the Championship to beat Wraith. Uh, In um, our middle, uh, First Division, Queen of the South at 13-10 to beat Montrose. And at the bottom are Rick, is uh, Dumbarton, who are top of the league at the moment, uh, and four, they're playing Forfar, who are bottom of the league, and Dumbarton are 19-20 to 20 for some unknown reason. Quickly moving on, we'll discuss it later. Uh, go on, Ben. <laughs> right, I, so I am going for top Scottish Championship, Inverness Cali to be air at 2-1. to one. Long trip up the road for air regularly fail to get the win against Cali Thistle. So, Cali for me. Middle, Scottish First Division. Montrose to beat Queen of the South. Going against you, Tony. 13-8 to for Montrose. It'll probably be a tight game, but I'll take Montrose to edge things. And bottom, Scottish Second Division. Already mentioned, Dumbarton to beat Forfar at 19-20. to Top v bottom. Dumbarton have been red hot at home. <laughs> Only a shade of odds on it seems wrong. We're missing something, Tony, surely. But we're taking it. Dumbarton to beat Forfar. At 19 to 20. There must be some. I think all the uh, bookies have left uh, the, the, the YTS kid in charge of the prices, I think, have they? I uh, don't know what's going on, Tony, but <laughs> bumping on, I think. Don't know. We're going to be egg, egg on face. Egg on face come five o'clock on Saturday, probably, but. We'll soon see. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Dumbarton to beat Forfar. Dumbarton top of the league. Forfar bottom of the league. Uh, and it's it's uh, well, you've got ten to eleven with somebody. Um, uh, nineteen to twenty with Paddy Power. Who's the ten to eleven with? I think it was ten eleven at Bet three six five right last night. Possibly. Very um, bizarre. I don't know, Tony. I really don't know, but. Uh, Chris, I've got been in touch with uh, my football man, Chris Kirkham. He's uh, he's mm-hmm. come back to me and said Forfar won their game away. The only negative he can see. Uh, so if Forfar have won away from home, but well, I don't think that speaks anything with. Uh, Dumbarton have won. Dumbarton have won five at home and drawn one, right. unbeaten so far this season. Anyway, we're going to see. We'll have to see. See how that pans out. Yeah, we'll see. I uh, I may. Um, Put a little bit into Betfair, and then if Dumbarton go one up, I'll I'll quick swiftly come out in case the um, in case the game goes all pear shaped. If it, in case the pair go, if no, I won't say that. I was going to say something else. I won't won't say that. Uh, the okay. uh, all right, moving on, oh, moving on, Ben. 
Yep, moving on. We're going to back to the horses. Um, we're going for our trends, stats, pointers, prime condition horses for the rest of Saturday's action. Um, I'm going to head to Ascot first and the closing bumper at 3.50 as I have a note attached to the Sid Hoosie or Hussey. I don't know how you say his name. I'm saying Hoosie. The Sid Hoosie <laughs> trained way out. Um, he's making his second career start on Saturday. He finished second at the track last month behind the Paul Nichols trained Fire Flyer. Now, offspring of way out sire getaway. They generally improve for their first bumper run. They have a 9.5% strike rate on bumper debut, but when you look at them on second career start, after finishing first or second on debut, the strike rate jumps to 25%. It jumps again to 35% when that second run is at class 4 or class class 5 level, which this bumper is. Now, Way Out posted a decent pro-form speed figure on debut run, and standard level of improvement by him on this start, which I think would be fair enough to expect, that would be enough to see him go close in a, in a standard renewal of this contest. So, way out for Sid Hoosie in the 350 at Ascot is my, my first one. Um, secondly, I'm going to go Huntingdon and Captain Broomfield in the 233 at Huntingdon. Now, he's another horse I have notes for. I'm delighted to go straight down the handicap route for his chase debut. So I think his handicap mark of 115 is very, very exploitable. Uh, he gained that mark over inadequate two-mile trips over hurdles, so step up to two-mile four should be bang in his favour. Since 2015, Emma has returned some strong stats with her six-year-old chasers that she sends straight into handicaps for their chase debut. She's had 13 winners from 36, 36% strike rate, 37 points profit. So Captain Broomfield, he fits that angle here. Um, no prices at the minute, so not, I don't know what price he's going to be. Hopefully not too short. Um, if he is, keep the MLVL angle in mind for future. Uh, but yeah, Captain Broomfield, very, very much a horse I think should impl- improve a lot for going over fences. Good stuff. So. Interesting. You, Tony, what have you got? Yeah, um, right. You, you like this one, Ben. Uh, a couple okay. of Kingmans at Lingfield. Oh. Okay. okay. So we have uh, Kingman Progeny racing between, at Lingfield, racing between one mile and one mile two furlongs since the start of 2021. Uh, they are 30, have a 33% strike rate since the start of 2021, racing at Lingfield between one mile and one mile two two furlongs, 12 winners from 33 starters, a 52% win and place strike rate. We have uh, in the 110 tomorrow at Lingfield, Night Battle uh, by uh, a filly by Kingman out of a Dan Silly mare uh, for Simon and Ed Crisford. Uh, last of 13, beaten 25 lengths when last seen uh, on the 14th of September, my birthday uh, this year. At Yarmouth, over 10 furlongs, did win over a mile on soft ground uh, in August. Uh, it has that at 1 to 16 as well, uh, was Night Battle. Um, but did win uh, at Lingfield on debut in April, back in April, first of seven. So it's got a, uh, it's got a, um, a course win to its name and a distance name, uh, win to its name, winning at Chepstow over the mile. That's night battle. That's around 10 to 1. And we've got in the 3.30 at Lingfield, a Kingman Gelding, Alpha King, 
uh, the amount of Luke Morris. No price is up at the moment, but I can see it being a decent price. And uh, I would predict a, uh, I'll put forward a nice little each way double there. 110 Night Battle and 330 Alpha King, both at Lingfield, both running for Kingman. Progeny racing between one mile, one mile, two furlongs, 33% strike rate, a 52% winning place strike rate. Really, it's tough, Tony, all weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff uh, from Kingman on the uh, on the uh, Linkfield surface, and uh, so that's it then, Ben. Uh, thank yeah. you for joining us uh, this week. Many thanks for listening to the sixth edition of the Racing Pod Last. We'll be back uh, again next week for more of the same. But until then, you can catch myself Monday to Friday, Epic Radio, uh, between 5 and 7 a.m. Plenty of racing news, sporting headlines, back pages. And uh, you can read more racing trends, stats and insight from Ben over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. See you all next week. Thanks for joining us.